Hi there. Welcome to the podcast at Live Edge. My name is Dan Ingham, and I'll be your host today as we explore some fascinating things happening in the music industry, past, present, and future. I can't wait to get into it with you. Let's get started. First up, we want to talk about some of the most inspiring things that have happened in the music industry. Um, uh, as, as, as of late, and one of the biggest things to happen in my eye has to be the silent tour that happened in 2014 with the band Wolfpack. One of my favorite, absolute favorite bands is Wolfpack, and they put out an album called Sleepify in 2014. That album is literally 10 tracks of a little over 30 seconds of silence each. And the band asked their listeners to take those tracks and put them on repeat while they slept. I think this was a fantastic idea. Uh, when Jack Stratton, founder of Wolfpack, went on CNBC to talk about the project, he was introduced as someone who gamed the system. And I don't think that's necessarily true. He didn't game the system. He simply exposed a loophole in the Spotify calculation of royalties and was able to create a project without a single note on it that generated $20,000 and 5 million plays and was able to ge uh, generate enough profit so that they were able to fund an entire tour without ticket sales. I think that's really something that we, we strive to get beyond that initial hurdle of trying to create a business transaction with your listener so that they receive a catchy song or an interesting song, whatever they see in your song, as worth money, and then they give you that that money, that dollar, that or in Spotify's case, that point zero zero seven dollars now, not making a big political statement on the Spotify model and the listening model, I think that it's a little bit uh, company-friendly, let's say that. And it's not necessarily built for the artists that are using it to reach out to their, their communities. Wolfpack was able to kind of switch that model so that they were, they, they could create something, uh, that was beneficial to their community of listeners. One of the most interesting things about working with musicians on a local level is that that community of listeners is actually also all-inclusive. And the musicians that are working in this industry on a local level are also fans of the music that they create and that their friends create and that other musicians are creating. I think to create a community, to create a conversation, to create that thing, that next level of uh, efficacy in your music is, is really what is any musician's goal to achieve here. You see, this is where Wolfpack shines. They excel as an outfit for musicians because they understand this concept so clearly. 
I think a lot of other musicians that are simply clocking in and clocking out and looking to make as much money as they can would put the album on Spotify and then see it as a success and raise their ticket prices. But Wolfpack said, no, we're going to use this as the reason that we don't charge for our shows and we provide free admission for anyone trying to make it into one of our shows. Spotify ended up cutting the life cycle of this album on their platform short after several months. There was not any reason particularly listed as to why the album was taken off of Spotify's platform other than it cited several violations of, uh, I don't know, U.S. law, state law, Spotify bylaws that users agree to when they create music and put it on Spotify. I'm not sure. But I think that the timing was very weird. And Jack Stratton also mentioned that the timing of pulling that off of the the platform was weird because they had enough time to generate $20,000 and 5 million listens. It was several months after the album was initially put on on Spotify's platform. So I'm not sure exactly what the business decision was there, but I think that musicians should take a look at this as an example of fearlessness and don't shy away from trying something that you think might work for your community of listeners. This next segment really is not geared towards everyone. And I know that this is the inaugural podcast for the podcast at Live Edge, but I want to specifically talk to a group of individuals that are making music and they are maybe feeling a little bit discouraged that their music won't achieve what it is, the goals that they set out for them to achieve. I think that today with the internet and with social media, It's beating a dead horse by talking about it this way, but you really do have unlimited opportunity to create and create good content and create good content that in fact can uh, see a lot of people looking at it and listening to it. TikTok is one of those social media platforms that I think make sense for the musician at a local level to invest a lot of their time in. The thing is that a lot of record labels that want their music to be featured in a famous uh, sound or, or TikTok video know that the, you know, massive megastar that they want to hire for these things is going to cost a lot of money. But the thing is, if you don't want to do that, there are things called micro-influencers and you can pay them a couple hundred bucks and their TikTok video, because of the way the algorithm for TikTok is designed, it is just as likely to generate millions of views as one that where you used that premium artist. I'm sure everyone on TikTok that is listening to this has someone in mind if I were to um, kind of paint a picture with, uh, with words here. 
there is an account that you follow that you followed since the beginning of that account. It showed up on your For You page and you thought it was hilarious or you thought it was motivational or you thought it was really interesting. You thought it was deep. You thought it was sad. You thought it was happy. Whatever it was that made you click follow and you watched those follows skyrocket at some point and that that person that TikTok influencer that you followed since its inception found an audience. Now, I think everyone will also agree that that person you're thinking of showed up in an ad on TikTok for uh, dishwasher pods or some other product where... Uh, a, a big company that has a product that is already successful wanted to capitalize on the younger demographic that usually uses TikTok and create something with that artist that those people are clicking on. I think that that can be you. I think there are other opportunities in this world of internet and social media for you to get your music out there and start to create that community that I think is the next step in the musician's hierarchy of creating and and making music and making a community. I'm on TikTok. I know I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. And I think that uh, those couple shows that you play during the year where you... Maybe you didn't advertise a ton for an event, but you put out a couple ads and someone came up to you and said, I saw you specifically because I liked your video on Facebook. I think that's really achieving what it is that you wanted to, uh, you wanted to get to that next level. That's really what that next level is. I don't think that next level is millions and millions of dollars and fame and notoriety. I think it's really creating a footprint. Now, since this is the first podcast for the podcast at Live Edge, it only makes sense that we get the founder of Live Edge to uh, to talk to us a little bit. So this is an interview with Rich Marcinic, founder of Live Edge Studio. Record. We'll just kind of start. <laughs> Sounds good. Did you see that? Uh, there, <laughs> I had sent over the pedals that were all named after different quotes from The Office. Yep, all the different members. Yeah, it was like, uh, what, what's Oscar's last name? Well, I think for him, wasn't it the Octavizer, like the Oscar yeah. Octavizer? Yeah, but it was like Octave and then his last name. I just yeah. can't remember his last name. All right, guys. Um, I am super excited that the inaugural podcast at Live Edge is actually at Live Edge. And part of the benefit of being able to record here at Live Edge is that we get to interview Rich Marcinic. <laughs> Wonderful. It is. It's a wonderful, excuse me, it's it's truly, I am really excited to take an opportunity just to pick your brain because I feel like, okay, so I um, have been involved in pretty much every, almost every, let, let's say almost every, um, uh, you know, almost every project that's come out of Live Edge so far in some way. 
and were like the first projects. Like as I was lining everything up and getting all the gear and all that, you were the test case dummy on trying all the different microphones and trying all the different preamps and working through a lot of the growing pains of equipment and gear and all that had to be done while we recorded for some demo tapes back out in this area. I know. That you then did like old timey diner and some things like that. I know. I know. Yeah. So that's the thing that I wanted to talk about first was that the, the pot, you know, the studio, I should say, not the podcast, but the studio was um, almost born out of the pandemic. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it was definitely born out of the pandemic. It was, um, well, it was born during the pandemic. I was down in the space that we're sitting in now, and it was just really loud, and I wanted to do some recording, and I said, I'm going to build a small soundproof area and get some better recording equipment. And as I sometimes do, I'll let one thing lead to another, lead to another, and... But I I totally get that there's that narrative that maybe you have that it's all just like it led it all decisions, all roads led to this. But I think that you probably were always going to create a studio at some point. I've always yeah, I've loved music, I've loved recording, I've like you know, recording audio myself long before that when I was when I've been writing stuff or practicing stuff, I always see the value in putting things down. Um, to share with others. Otherwise, you can just play in your own basement or own garage all the time. And unless you're out gigging or at an open mic or around the bonfire, if you're just playing for yourself, there's no real way to share that. And recording stuff gives you the ability to share it with your, you know, with for me, my parents who are up in Pennsylvania saying like, yeah, let us hear some of the stuff you're doing. There's so much happening in this area musically. And one of the things that I'm going to talk, that I have talked about on this podcast, I'm going to continue talking about on this podcast, is that there's always going to be a struggle for anyone in this business or who's trying to make it in this business that will, you know, at some point run into someone who's music adjacent, but not necessarily music. And they maybe want to define what you are or maybe carve a little piece of what you what you're working on for themselves and my experience working with live edge and um, apologies i'm talking so much but i just want to kind of tee you up (laughs) is that i think this studio is maybe the polar opposite of that like i think that's fair to say would you say that um yeah, well, I'm not at a point where I'm trying to manhandle somebody's project and force them to take things in a different direction. I'm not looking, you know, to carve anything out and make it about me. Like, I'm enjoying the process, and it's it's still early on with what I'm doing, obviously. Like, we're just kind of like, I'm just getting this stuff out there now. But having a whole bunch of different musicians come through here and record is fantastic in and of itself but it's also everything else that happens around that like having people sit and talk with you know to talk after a recording session or before a recording session about you know how they're investing in cryptocurrency and how that's the next big thing or about how the best way to mic a leslie cabinet is 
or, you know, what their music influence have been about their early days in the music business, what it's like for them to be gigging musicians, what it's like for them to be writers, cover artists, every, everywhere in between. And just to, to sit down and, and kind of like talk in this space in addition to recording their music. Um, so it's it's a great way to connect and to stay connected. And along the way, if we record some good music, like, yeah, it's fantastic. Like, that's kind of where we're, where we're headed right now. It's been an interesting process in saying, hey, I want to, you know, do some audio recording and starting that whole process and realizing that in today's day, everybody kind of needs or wants video to go along with that. We live in a in a world, I don't want to even say generation, we live in a world where a lot of people want to want to see, they want to you know, get content in with their eyes as well. So in addition to learning how to do audio recording, it's like, all right, how do I do some video recording? How do we get some lighting down here? How do we go shoot some video offsite? Um, so there's just like so many different facets of what's been happening down here. And it's definitely been like drinking, like drinking from a fire hose, I guess is the what they say is I'm trying to put all of these different things together um, and, and get stuff that's that people want to come here and, and do. And, you know, that people have an enjoyable experience here. They have a good time here. Um, that's awesome. People that I've met, people that I haven't met yet. Yeah. What do you think um, is something that inspires? What's like a common uh, inspiration that you've noticed from the people that you've been able to work with so far in through Live Edge? What's something that inspires you? And do you think those two things are linked somehow? Well, you know, first of all, like just the community itself, the people that I've been working with like the music community and they like being part of it. And I was really, I don't know if I'd say shocked is the right word, but when I threw out some of the stuff I was doing in my project, how many people were really quick to, to jump on board and say, hey, I want to be a part of this. I want to come down and contribute, and I'd, I'd, I'd love to do this. Um, people that I didn't expect would. Other people that have started calling me out of the blue, people that I've known, and now that I, they see that I'm doing this down here, like getting phone calls and messages like, hey, when can we schedule some time? And the summer has been extremely busy for a lot of different reasons with with playing in a band and playing in an acoustic duo. Um, so I'm kind of excited now that the fall is going to be a little bit slower that some of the people have been hitting up and saying, like, I want to be part of this too. Let me, let me get some time in there. Um, we'll have the ability to, when it gets down to it, the commonality and what bonds us all together is people liking music, either to write, to play cover songs that they're doing, to capture themselves to test themselves like to to enjoy the process like that's the one common theme that you know live edge can kind of circle around is there anything that you want people that are just discovering live edge to hear from you i, I was trying to figure out different words that are going to kind of sum up what i'm doing here and i think i came up with like create capture and captivate because I want it to be like a creative space where people can come out here and feel free to create their own music, um, to create different renditions of songs that they've been playing or hearing throughout. You know, then the capture is to be able to, to capture that. And we, we talked about that a little bit with, it gives you then an opportunity and ability to be able to share it. So first, 
make it a creative space and then get a way to capture it. And then the sharing is the, to captivate people to then be able to put that, to put your work out and to be proud of it. What, what I've been starting with, which has also been through growing pains is something I called the, after coming up with countless different names, at least four coming up with uh, the artist series and getting a bunch of friends in here who are well-known musicians and people in different bands around here and having them come in and started out by picking some cover songs. Some folks are doing some originals as part of it as well. So it's something where I've got, I don't know, I think seven or eight of them recorded now that we've released the first one, which was uh, Matt Collins uh, covering a Jimmy Chicken Shack song, 30 Days, that we kind of uploaded. And... It's going to be a short series that we started with, but I'm sure it's going to be something that then continues. Um, it's, I think we're discussing between like the Netflix theory or the Amazon theory. Like, do we put everything out all at once? Do I put everything out there all at once? Or do I like put stuff a little bit at a time? And I've opted to put things out a little bit at a time to keep some interest up instead of just saying, here it is. And forget about me tomorrow. Uh, and it's been interesting to to see the you know process of like, all right, let me start by just recording something with to get some video with some cell phone stuff. All right, let's get some better lights. Get, let me get a better camera. Let me try different things. Um, let me hire a different videographer. Um, let me in, engage uh, dance help here who's doing a lot of video mixing for me, yep. um, as well as a bunch of other stuff. And it, it's um, that's like one of the next things you'll, be, you'll see coming out. And then the different artists that I work with, anything that they want me to share as well, that's going to be, you know, one of my goals is to put their stuff out there as they want to. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the podcast at Live Edge. This is the first one we're going to be either weekly or biweekly. We haven't quite made that decision yet, but be on the lookout because this will be a recurring series. We can't wait to talk to you more about the music industry, about the DMV, about pretty much anything music related. And can't wait to bring more guests in to talk. Thank you so much, Rich. Thanks, Dan. All right. Bye, guys. See ya.